The following conversation is intended for adults only. In addition, we are not licensed professionals. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Spicy Marriage Podcast. Here we talk about marriage, sex, and all things in between. Let's turn up the heat. Turn it up, y'all. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Damon and Sarah here. If you are new and just picked up listening to us, thanks so much for stopping in and checking us out. Make sure to go back and look at some of our other episodes. Um, So we're just building some content and putting things out here for normal married people. So hope you get a chance to listen in to some of the other episodes. So today we're going to be talking about a pretty hot topic, uh, oral sex. So yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of a, can be a hot button issue. Um, a lot of people want to have it, want to try it. And so if you're not currently doing it, then maybe this will be a great opportunity for you to open up a conversation with your spouse and explore it. So let's dive in. Sarah, since you are the definition. Fact person, checker. The fact checker. Okay. Why don't you Let, go ahead and. Let's do that. Okay. Let's set a good foundation Let's talk from an anatomy perspective. I know you love this. Damon didn't think that really there needed to be a definition for oral sex, but I mean it is pretty self-explanatory. Pretty much. However, you know, let's just let's just fact check things, okay? <laughs> oral sex is the activity involving the stimulation of the genitalia of a person by another person using the mouth and throat. Cunnilingus is performed on the vulva, which, ladies, we always refer to our lady parts as our vagina. The vagina is actually part of the larger organ. It's the tunnel. The vagina is the tunnel, y'all. Yeah, you know, Um, but it's called the vulva. So that's just... That's what it says in the in this definition, okay? Yeah. Um, fellatio is obviously performed on the penis. So cunnilingus, that's going down on on the woman. Fellatio, that's blowjob for the man. 85% of adults between the ages of 18 and 44 have reported having had it at least once. Yeah. I would hope so. It's a pretty large percentage, yeah. You know, within yeah. the, the confines of marriage, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's for what sure. we're here for. We're speaking to marriages. Definitely. Um, some of the ways that it can be used, which, you know, it's, again, should be fairly self-explanatory. But um, foreplay, that's a big one. Um, sometimes it takes men and women both. It can take a little while to kind of get in the headspace or get in the mood or get in the right spot where you're turned on, you're engaged, you're aroused, you're ready to go. Um, but oral sex can be a great way to get that off and <laughs> end up unintended. <laughs> you, you didn't plan that. I didn't plan that. <laughs> I can, we should be on video because y'all should have seen the way I just looked at him. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, foreplay. But you're right. But, yep, that's true. Um, the next one is just standalone. So, you know, I mean, you don't always have to have penetrative sex. I mean, you can just do oral sex and Mm -hmm. it's super hot. It's a way to change things up, um, spice things up. Um, obviously there's clitoral stimulation, which in our previous episode, we talked about the fact that the vast majority of women anywhere, depending on which studies you read and research, you 
see can be anywhere from 80 to 90% of women do not orgasm simply from penetrative sex. The vast majority of women are going to orgasm through the clitoris. And so uh, oral sex is literally a pinpoint bullseye. You get up close and personal with that thing. Mm -hmm. And so it is almost a guarantee on being able to bring the woman to orgasm. Yep. So again, you know, not, not all the time, but the vast Mm -hmm. majority. And then uh, frenulum for the man, that is a major sensitive spot right under the head of the penis. And so oral sex is a great way to stimulate the frenulum which is where most of the feeling is. The most of the feeling for men is going to be in the head of the penis. And so anyway, it's a great opportunity to spice things up, bring things in, just do something different. Um, So one of the things that we can kind of fall into if you've been married for a while or, you know, when you're having sex, you almost get into this routine and this rhythm. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing per se, But when you begin to change things up a little bit, add some spice to it, spicy marriage, when you begin to add some spice in and change things up a little bit, it really sheds a new light onto your sex life, helps you to explore a different avenue, something that you may not have tried before or done before. And so it's really an opportunity for you to kind of level up. And so it's just, uh, you know, we're, we're fans of it. So we preach it, believe that you should do it. Um, and so now we're going to get into some of the common reasons why people don't engage in oral sex. So why don't you get us started off on that? Okay. So what we hear a lot, especially, you know, growing up in, you know, the, just the church, you hear a lot of, especially with purity culture, which I think, you know, that's a great conversation for another day, but you know, there is a lot of stigma behind certain things that you should and should not do. So depending on what your upbringing was, what your religious background is, what maybe parents or other people in your life who maybe had a conversation with you about sex, maybe you were taught that it was dirty. It's, oh no, you don't do that. Like that's where people go to the bathroom. So a lot of shame, maybe some religious constraints around that. Also, trauma could be uh, a reason why some people do not engage or don't want to go there. They're afraid. I think this is probably the most common. People are just kind of freaked out about how it might smell or taste, you know? Yeah. That's kind of a normal, if you've never done it before, then, of course, I think your first response would be, that's where... I go to the bathroom, like I, I sweat down there. I, you know, so all of these things around just being afraid of what the smell and and taste is. I just want to hit on the taste and smell issue as well. Every vagina has a smell. Every man's penis area, balls, they all have a smell. (laughs) Like, let's just get it out there and say it. But that is part of you. And ladies, unless you're dealing with some bacterial vaginosis, which is a very strong fishy odor, and that's something that you would need to talk to your OB, your gynecologist about, because they can 
prescribe you some antibiotics for that. Um, unless that, that is something that you're dealing with, I don't think that that's as much of an issue for your husband. Maybe it is. Maybe he is a little bit more funny about smells and taste. But at the same time, it is an opportunity to have a discussion about that because it's a very vulnerable conversation to have when we start talking about taste and smell. And secondly, just wash up. And before you go into that arena and you start having oral sex, make sure you your stuff is clean. I mean, let's not go in right after we get in the gym and say, here we go. Come on, let's go. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people might some like people it like that. Some people might like it like that. It's fine. I mean, you know, whatever floats your boat, mm-hmm. ain't going to yuck your yum. But at the, the, <laughs> at the same time, you know, if it's a real conversation that needs to be had, I think you need to have that conversation. But don't knock it till you try it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I I would say... Yes, you know, please clean yourself up before mm-hmm. you're going to be that up close and personal with it. Um, I listened to a really great podcast of a gynecologist who was talking about just hygiene, feminine hygiene specifically, and it's really best to rinse your vulva or your vagina area with just warm water. It's a self-cleaning oven. Right. Essentially, your vagina cleans itself. You should really only need to rinse it off with warm water. Of course, use soap on your bottom. Please clean your bottom. Clean that booty hole, y'all. Clean it. Um, Make sure that's nice and fresh and clean and soaked up real good. But as far as the upper portion, warm water should be sufficient depending on what you've done that day. I mean, gosh, if you've just been sweating all day long, you you might want to just soap it up all over. Um, but usually like a good sensitive type of soap, like a Dove sensitive soap bar or something like that is typically good for it because it doesn't mess up the, the flora and the pH and everything that, that happens down there. So, um, yeah, when you use a lot of soap mm-hmm. down there, it can really mess up the, I mean, you have natural bacteria. Mm-hmm there and it's there for a purpose so like we said before any gynecologist will say that it is a self-cleaning oven that truly is the case so again just warm water another go ahead oh i was just gonna say too i mean we've even talked about i think if you can get to a place where with your spouse to actually talk about it you know well, what do I smell like down there? Do you like it? Is it a turn off? Is it a turn on? Do you want me to use soap? Do you not want me to use soap? You know, if you are having oral sex, which is what this episode is about, you typically don't want to go down there and taste soap. Usually Mm -hmm. you just want to taste what your husband or what your wife actually tastes like. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you know, we've talked about this before. Pineapple is, Mm -hmm. is kind of a, supposedly a good source of making that area smell fresh, taste fresh as far as what you, yeah, what you eat definitely contributes, can contribute Mm -hmm. to taste and smell. And so if you're eating a heavy, heavy protein diet, um, or, you know, broccoli or asparagus, I mean, it can definitely change 
that, but if you have more fruits and things like that, it definitely can also contribute to the taste and smell. So another reason why people will say they don't want to engage is just because it's too vulnerable. Um, And really, I would say that oral sex is more vulnerable than penetrative sex. Agreed. Not everybody may agree with that statement, but in actuality, you're giving someone an up close and very personal view of all the bits. And I will say that the majority of husbands want to have that level of connectedness and intimacy Mm -hmm. with their wife. So ladies, your husband loves you for who you are. He loves everything about you when it comes down to insecurities and things like that. If you give that man an opportunity, he probably going to take it. (laughs) I'm just saying. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. He probably going to take it. And if, if you, if, if you do it to him, he's probably going to take that too. Yeah. So it's good to talk about the vulnerabilities, but really, unless you have really great open communication with one another, it's very hard to be vulnerable unless you've talked about some of this stuff outside of the bedroom, not again, not within the time when you're getting ready to go at it. It's not the time and place to have that conversation, but having that conversation over a dinner or over a yes, no, maybe list is a great opportunity to start talking about it. So you can get down to what the root of it is. Um, One of the other reasons why people don't engage, and this is one for folks who may have traumas, just previous bad experience. Yeah, previous, well, I think we can separate trauma from a previous bad experience. Trauma, you know, that's that's one thing. A bad experience would be, I don't know, if if the woman was giving a blowjob and the man was like aggressively moving her head up and down and the woman was gagging and maybe she threw up. I don't know. I'm just or going. Maybe the dude didn't tell her before he blew a load and she didn't. She wasn't know. expecting She was surprised. It. Yeah. yeah. It's um, that's a bad experience. That's a bad experience. It doesn't sound pleasant no. at all. So yeah. Um, but previous bad experience. So we just recap some reasons why typical reasons why people may not engage or say, oh, no, we don't do that because whatever. So now we want to talk about some reasons why it is actually a really great addition to your sex life, not just on special occasions. We have heard from, you know, certain people who, oh, you know, we save this for anniversaries or save this for birthdays, which is great. Yes, please still do it during those times, but it's it's too good to only do it on birthdays or anniversaries. So, I mean, if Christmas can happen every day or a couple times a week, right? Yeah. That's let's, let's have Christmas. Yeah. Let's see Santa come down that chimney. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all giving gifts, giving gifts, giving gifts. So reasons why it's a really great addition to your sex life. The, The first one that we put down is, it really deepens the intimacy and vulnerability that you share with each other. It is excellent foreplay and it's playful. Yeah. Um, it's also, I would say, portable. You can kind of do that 
you know, depending on where you are, you could possibly do it in the car. You can do it in the car. If you have tinted windows. Um, yeah. Thank the Lord for tinted you windows. Could, <laughs> you could do it other places. So it's just, I don't know. It, we like the word playful mixed with the, the foreplay because it kind of goes hand in hand. And if women are on their period and you just are kind of grossed out by intercourse during your period or you just right in the red tide you just you're just kind of not there not feeling it um it's also a really great way to still pleasure your husband Mm -hmm. so women um men really like that you know if if we are on our period for five to seven days or however long it is that is a way that we can still get in that intimacy and connection during that time if you're not comfortable with sex it also adds, Damon touched on this earlier, it adds spice and it mixes it up a little bit. So you're not just doing missionary every night or you're not just having shower sex all the time. Like it, it really just adds a bit more flavor and variety yeah. into like what your norm might, might typically be. Um, I, and I want to say, I want to say yeah. it like this. If every single day, the only thing that you eat is chicken and rice. You get bored with it. You, you need get bored else. with chicken and rice. You do. Now, you can still have chicken and rice. Maybe you can throw some sweet chili sauce on it. Maybe you can switch it up and have steak one day. Sometimes, like, I want a good dessert. Yep. I want me a fudge brownie with some ice cream on it. Mm-hmm. So, the point is, is that... Be conscious and cognizant of your routine. And when you recognize that you're in a routine, then you can say, hmm, we're going to try something a little different tonight. And so it's really, if you're conscious of it, then you'll make an effort to add the spice in. And so I really think that that's one of the things to just cover is make sure that you're being intentional about adding that spice in, and it's a great way to do it. Yeah. Damon hit on this earlier. It is a surefire way to orgasm for most women. You know, it's just, it's right there. It's right there. It's it's right on it, and, you know, ladies, you can kind of maneuver your husband's head. You can communicate with him and say, no, here, not mm-hmm. there, but here, mm-hmm. and... um you know, there are also different angles. So some women, you know, if you are lying down and, and the husband is down there and he is doing his thing, it might not be the right angle. So mm-hmm. you might need to switch angles and you could, you know, do it standing up. You could kind of do a face it <laughs> straddle his face. You can, you can do all sorts of things. So be creative with it. If, if you are not feeling what you think you should be feeling from an arousal standpoint, switch it up. Mm-hmm, for you sure. Know, ha- have a different position and and, and location of, of where you are compared to where he is. So. And, and also, guys, make sure that you're communicating or you're hearing, reading your spouse's body, read your wife's body. Mm-hmm. Because if you can tell that it's pleasuring her, don't stop doing what you're doing sometimes you can go with a pointy tongue sometimes you can go more with the flat tongue like you're licking an ice cream cone you know there's all sorts of things that can be done but 
you know, again, just be conscious of that when it comes down to the different positions. Mm -hmm. So um, speaking of that, we're going to kind of get into some of the mechanics of it and talk about just this is like real life. Mm -hmm. This is this is this this is real talk. This is real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Um, All right, ladies, here we go. If you're going to give your husband a blowjob, watch the teeth. Okay, if this is not something that you're doing on a regular basis, watch the teeth. Mm-hmm. Maybe some teeth. Maybe they want some teeth. I don't know. Have that conversation. You yeah. probably don't want to, you know, get sawed off. I mean, that that's be terrible. I think it might make some kind of teeth guard. I don't know. <laughs> maybe like a night guard. Maybe you're in bed. <laughs> Just need some for the uppers and lowers. That's a take. <laughs> mean i don't know our that's a take it. yeah our daughter but, said it to us i think it means do you know what it means it's a it's a it's an interesting way of looking at it like that's an interesting perspective yes i it's believe so if we're wrong on that y'all hit us up in the you know when you <laughs> send us the dms correct so, us please we yeah, need help that's right <laughs> um ladies also uh lots of tongue lots of tongue underneath the frenulum or right at the frenulum lots of tongue um don't you know? Don't forget the boys. You can massage the balls. Don't forget the boys. That's just another way to do it. And different strokes. Can can we talk about the balls for a second? Yeah. Because I think a lot of women don't really know what to do with them. So as we are giving you a blowjob, what specifically should we do with? They don't the always boys? need to be stimulated. Like they're. It's not something that they always need to be stimulated while this is happening. Okay. But the occasional light rub, of course, we don't want any massive squeezing. That would be very painful. Okay. But, I mean, just a gentle massage, you know, right in there with it, um, along with the, you know, the taint, I mean, right around that area is great. Yeah. So, you don't have to go all in, but, I mean, no, no squeezing, but, I mean, occasionally just a nice little touch. You know what the balls remind me of? <laughs> Here we go. Oh, gosh. You know those, like, chrome balls that they used to... It was like a Chinese thing or something. They're, like, they... Yeah, the stress... Yeah, they were, like, stressful. Yeah, and you had to, yeah. like, maneuver them in yes. your hand, kind uh-huh. of make them go in a circle. Yeah, don't make these go in a circle. That's, that's kind of what I think of. <laughs> don't make when these I think go of in a circle. Going down there to, to, to do something with the balls... That's what I think of. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty. Funny. And they made like a like a humming noise. A humming noise. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of. I now I have to go oh, look gosh. up what those oh. what those balls are okay. called. Okay, moving on. Back All on right. topic. Back on topic. Different strokes. Um, different strokes. I mean, you know, just be enthusiastic about it. Like that's really one of the main things, and it takes practice. I mean. If you've never had oral sex before, number one, your jaw and your mouth are going to get tired. I mean, even for guys giving it to girls, like, you get tired. Right. Unless you become well-versed in it, and then you build up the stamina. It's like every other muscle that you build and you work in your life, eventually you get to the point where you just don't get that tired anymore. But, again, it takes stamina, willingness to try it. And also enthusiasm, because if you're going to give your husband a blowjob and it's kind of done out of duty, yes, he's going to enjoy it to some degree, but not to the level that he's going to enjoy it 
if you are conveying to him that you are enjoying it. Even if you might not be fully in that moment completely enjoying it, you can still put on a pretty good show because auditory sounds, when it comes down to it, are highly arousing, a big turn on. All of that stuff matters when it's going on because it just heightens the experience. It heightens the level of connectivity. And at the heart of it, that's what we're trying to do is connect to one another on a deep level, not just a superficial physical level, but really getting deep down into the soul, the emotional connection, the physical connection, all of those things molding and meshing into one. That's really what we're trying to get to and achieve and help you achieve in doing that. And that's why we're kind of giving you some of these encouragements and tips. So guys, you know, groom it up, man. Maybe your wife doesn't. Yeah, maybe your wife doesn't care, but just, you know, keep it, keep it. Like you ain't got to go full Telly Savalas if you don't. I mean, I'm not. What is that? Telly Savalas was the bald guy in one of those old shows. It was like clean, shiny, completely. Don't you seen the movie when they're like, give give him the give her the Telly Savalas? That's like waxing when it's just completely. So it's like a Brazilian. Yeah, there like you everything's go. gone. Everything's gone. Everything. Yeah, you ain't got to do that, guys. But just keep it trimmed up, okay? Manscape, wash it up, be fresh, um, and then again, be appreciative. Like if your wife does that, particularly if it's not something that she does, be appreciative and recognize that. Maybe after you guys have had sex and you're mm-hmm. like, hey, babe. I really appreciate you doing that because that was such a huge turn on for me. And it really meant a lot to me for you to do that. That encouragement right there says a lot and it does a lot. Yeah. And the next thing is, guys, is that if your wife does not want you to ejaculate in her mouth, please be respectful of that. Now, that is a complete different conversation that two of you can have. It's completely at your discretion. But don't give your wife a surprise like that. (laughs) Communicate beforehand if she's like, hey, tell me before you go. Please do that. Again, it can be a conversation you guys have outside of the bedroom to discuss what the root of that is. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's fear of what it tastes like, all these things. Those are all reasonable things to talk about. But be respectful of that when it comes down to it. Yeah. Those are all really good. Yeah. So it's really helpful. Thank you. So thank you for sharing that with us, ladies. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, ladies, now we're going to talk about ourselves a little bit and also kind of how we interact with our husbands. I think the biggest thing for us, because, you know, we women have so many more insecurities and just discomforts about just being completely vulnerable, I think, than men do. I don't know. It's maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but I think when you come into it just being willing to be relaxed, vulnerable, it really sets you up to have success in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you are just lying there and like, oh my gosh, like this is just not, it's not doing it for me, or I'm stressed out, or I'm thinking. Tense thinking about this, that, or the other, Mm -hmm. it's going to be harder for you to actually get there. And your husband will sense that. He will definitely sense that. He'll know Mm -hmm. based on how your body is responding, whether or not you're super into it. So, and and it's okay if you're, if you're having an off night or you're uncomfortable, 
you should be able to communicate that and and tell him how you're feeling. Reference, it's not all rainbows and unicorns episode. Yeah, because it's not. It's not. Some nights are a bust. Well, I mean, we we say that, we're like, oh gosh, this was kind of a bust, but really. It wasn't a bust. It wasn't. It just just didn't. I mean, a bust occurred, but. (laughs) It just, it was busted. It might have been busted. It it just didn't turn out the way you thought it would. And there's some nights like that there are nights where your body is just not responding because maybe you're tired or you're just you're just not there Mm -hmm. and it's okay there are going to be nights like that it is not you know a sex fest every night so you know again real talk unless y'all just animals which if you are more power to you that's right that's great i mean gosh that's it's awesome as your husband is maneuvering his tongue, give auditory feedback. So I touched on that early, earlier. Uh, you know, you can maneuver his head. You can tell him, you know, go down a little bit, go up right there. And um, men, you want to, you can probably, well, you kind of touched on this a little bit. But having your goal being your tongue focusing on her clit mm-hmm. or the pearl um, you can go back to our Let's Learn Anatomy episode. That mm-hmm. was a good one where we did talk about that a good bit. But as long as your tongue, either the the flat part or even the pointy part, are really just kind of focusing around her clit area, that is really kind of where th- that's like the magic spot. So mm-hmm. that's that's where you need to be. The clit will start to enlarge and become more pronounced. And so the more you do it, the easier it will be, obviously, to... To know exactly, is my tongue in the right spot? Is it, you know, if your wife is not uh, vocal as far as telling you where it should be, once that blood starts flowing and it becomes enlarged, you'll kind of know a little bit more where it is. Yep. Okay. Uh, The next one, as far as mechanics go, you can also do G-spot stimulation, nipple stimulation. So while your husband is going down on you, having his finger go into your G spot, Mm -hmm. um, having that nipple stimulation. So all, all of those three things happening at the same time, it's a trifecta. It's It's like the Holy grail. That is a really, really good, um, men learn it, (laughs) study it, become masters of it. Yeah. It's uh, she will thank you. mm -hmm. She will thank you. Yeah. So that's a a really good tip there. If you can kind of hit, Men, if you can hit all three of those, and women, if you can be open and vulnerable and just let your husband do that, I, you'll you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, grooming also for women. Ask your husband what he likes. Yeah, some some guys like Amazonian bush. Some guys do. Some guys like a what is it? Telly Savalas. What Telly is it? Yep, the Brazilian. Nothing there. Yeah. Totally bare. Some guys like a landing strip. Yep. I mean, there's all sorts of things. All sorts of things. So ask him what he likes. Maybe one night surprise him. Yeah. You know, if you like to keep it a certain way most of the time, but he likes it a different way, mm-hmm. maybe surprise him sometimes. Yeah. Grooming, um, you know, just keep things clean, right and tight. We talked about washing it up, uh, soaping the, the bottom, hot water on the top, and... Yeah, I think those kind of hit like the mechanics of yeah. of oral sex, and yeah. you know, we this is a, a a common conversation that we have. We we also have pulled in 
a lot of different resources on oral sex specifically, and it's really a hot topic. I mean, people want to talk about it. They want to hear other people talk about it, and they want to know more because I think all of us are, we, if you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't interested in how you can enhance your sex life with your husband or with your, with your wife. Yeah. So I think oral sex is just a really, really awesome thing that the Lord, I think, gives us the freedom to do yeah, within our it's marriages. It's a beautiful thing. It's it is beautiful. beautiful it's great. It's, it is amazing. Yeah. And, and I feel like that also, y'all, full transparency, it's difficult for Sarah and I to ha- even have this conversation out here because this is like, it's really nuts and bolts of a topic that most people don't talk about. And Sarah and I have conversations together, but then having a conversation like this that we're kind of putting out there and putting out for everybody to hear we hope our goal and our hope is, is that it will get you talking to your spouse about it. Because as Sarah mentioned before, if this is something that you just reserved for anniversaries, birthdays, Father's Day, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> if you can begin to have the conversation and make it more of a practice within your marriage, that's a beautiful thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Good things come from that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the willingness to be vulnerable with your spouse is such a difficult thing to do because we we feel shame sometimes that we have these desires. We have this idea of what society has put into us, whether it's through pornography or through movies or what you heard in high school, maybe what you experienced mm-hmm. at some point in your past that that has defined your idea of what oral sex is and should be. And that's not healthy. That's not reality. Reality is, is that the two of you are on a journey together. And when you find your rhythm, when you find your stride and you go deeper together, that's when you form these really powerful connections. You form these really powerful experiences and you have them together that can be very, very transformative for your marriage. And so just being intentional about having the conversation is really a powerful thing. So we did want to talk a little bit about some, just some communication on how to have some conversations. Um, And really, you know, again, don't have this conversation right before sex. This can be a conversation that you have during your sexual state of the union, which again, we take no credit for that statement. We heard it on Foreplay Radio from Dr. Lori Watson, which is a great podcast, by the way. Love her. Yeah, their most recent episode, Going Deeper, was a really, really great episode on sexual pursuers and sexual withdrawers, which we'll probably talk about that some um, in some upcoming podcasts. But um, again, your sexual state of union is just a place where you guys have your yes, no, maybe list. Mm -hmm. You actually talk about things that you want to try, you want to do. And oral sex, like, don't shut down your partner completely when they bring something to you because they're being vulnerable to say it. Right. And if you shut it down, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be just like a wounded dog. It will never come back again expecting that when they bring something to you, they're going to expect the same result. So they'll just keep it to themselves. Yeah. You got to be a safe, a safe place 
for them to say that. Even if it makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even if it makes you uncomfortable what they're saying, just the willingness to hear it and say, wow, babe, thank you. That I know that took a lot for you to share. Thank you for sharing that. Right. And I got to process that. I, I want to process that a little bit with you. If it's not something that you're just like, okay, well, let's, let's give it a try. I mean, there's some things that you may have to process. Um, but don't shut down your, your spouse when they bring that to you. So, um, if you're wanting to do this within your sexual state of the union, make the appeal. Once the appeal is, is made, don't shame, don't shut them down, um, Again, your partner's being very vulnerable. Be supportive. Make it a safe space. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big part is just let your partner understanding that this is a safe space and they have the ability to say these things to you. Yeah. Um, and then if you have reservations, talk about the reservations and why you feel that way. Be willing to have your ideas challenged. Yeah, that can be hard. Yeah. That can be hard because... I don't know if you've grown up a certain way and you've just always thought, no, I'm no, that's not really something I thought I would ever do. Like, no, I don't really want to do that. Be, be prepared to be challenged on that because why not? Right. Why, why wouldn't you want to, to do that either to your husband or why wouldn't you want to receive if that's something your husband really wanted to do for you? Why wouldn't you want to receive that? So I think definitely, I think that was great. Just being open to being yeah. challenged on some of your thoughts. And and if the response is, it's dirty. If that is a go-to response, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and challenge that <laughs> now. Who told you it was dirty? Where did that idea come from? The Bible doesn't say it's dirty. It doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, oh, well, it was originated with prostitution. Mm-hmm. No, pretty sure it went on a long time before prostitution was ever created, y'all. I feel like Adam and Eve probably did um, it. I, you know, I feel like that there, God gave us one to the other. Yep. He gave our bodies one to each other. So that means that if I withhold part of myself, part of my body from my spouse... I mean, that's just, that's where I land on that. And so I'm not trying to be preachy on it, but I'm just trying to challenge the idea when somebody says, oh, it's dirty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, where did that come from? Did that come just because you saw, you know, a porn when you were 16 or 17 or whatever, or, Mm -hmm. you know, or did your parents tell you that because your parents didn't have a happy, healthy sex Mm -hmm. life? I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why we can get these seeded ideas Mm -hmm. in our mind that take root and grow over time. And yet when we're challenged on it, we never do the work to actually dig down deep and say, okay, why Mm -hmm. do I really believe that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of women grow up being told, you know, good, good girls don't do that. That's, that is not something that good girls do. Yeah. And that's dirty. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. You know, it, a lot of people, you know, think of, you know, oh, you're a slut or you're a whore. Like if you do that, of course, if you're doing that all, all the time with all sorts of men, yes, that, that is the reputation that you're going to get. But when, um, when you are married, 
none of those things. Mm -hmm. It is not dirty. You are not a slut. You are not a whore. Mm -hmm. It is not bad. It does not make you a bad girl. Although you you might might want to be a bad girl in the bedroom. (laughs) Take that and run with it. (laughs) But uh, anyway, no, I I think that was a, a really good point. And then, you know, set ground rules if you agree to it. Just set some ground rules about it. You know, we talked about, you know, the finishing in the mouth, um, you know, hitting them with the surprise. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. again, set the ground rules when it comes down to it. Um, and then be open and honest to receive feedback without getting butthurt about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if, you're, if your husband is like, no, don't. Don't don't grip the shaft like that while you're doing it, or no more here. Mm-hmm. Don't take it as oh wow, I'm not ever doing that again. Yeah, no, he's just trying to let you know what feels good to him. Just like your wife is like, no, 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 honey, don't do it this way. Here's where your right. tongue needs to be, right here, right. right here. Don't move from that spot. You just stay right there. Yep. They're not trying to shame you or hurt your feelings. They're simply trying to let you know what their body is responding to. And they can't help how they feel. So we just got to challenge these ideas in our mind and, and really drive it home. That good communication, vulnerability, creating a safe space. All that stuff is so important to be able to get us to this place where we feel comfortable with one another doing this. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. And just have fun with it. Yeah. You know, it's... You're married, hopefully, for for life. So you are with this person yeah. for the rest of your life. And there should be freedom in it. There should be fun. There should be variety. It's It should be spicy. Yeah. And I think having those conversations, being your spouse's safe place, being able to say things that might be uncomfortable, might be embarrassing, embarrassing and not shaming them for that, not making them feel weird or making them feel like a freak or any of those things, just embracing it, having the conversation, being in their corner, letting them know, you know, that you're, you're here for it, whatever the idea is or the conversation is or whatever it is that you might want to try. It Mm -hmm. might not be that evening. Like Damon said, It, it might be later on down the road, but don't shut it down completely. Be open to it. Yeah, exactly. Because, because that is just going to continue to build intimacy, to build growth and maturity within your marriage and your, your sexual journey. Yeah, for sure. That's a mic drop. Well, that's all we have for you. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. And just continue to subscribe, rate, and review us. We've been seeing some of the DMs coming into the Spicy Marriage on Instagram. So thank you so much for reaching out on that. Thank you all so much. And I I do want to say I'm very slow to respond. And part of that is because we we both have day jobs. So we both work full time. And we do this as, as much as we can when we're able to. And we really love it. And we love the feedback. And it's it's just so good to hear. So thank you. And if you haven't received a response yet, it's coming. We'll get to it. That's right. So thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a great, great week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.